Welcome to Empowered Mind Body Inspiration. The mind is the map to wholeness, wellness, health. The heart is the key to genius and inspiration. Join me and my guests as we explore how to release and rewire into who you truly are unique, whole, and empowered. Please like, share, and subscribe. Spiral up, spiral up. Welcome, everyone. Today we have Vincent James, co-founder of Keep Music Alive. He believes music can change the world because it changes people. Welcome, Vincent. Thank you, Jane. Thanks for having me on today. You're very passionate about music. And uh, just, just a little. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it does change us on a very deep level. So how did how did this passion start? Just tell us a bit about your story and you know, how the concept came into reality. So for me, you know, music started way back, you know, in elementary school age. I can remember going to school uh, probably in the fourth grade where they first allowed us to, you know, pick out an instrument we wanted to try to learn to play. And I remember going to coming home that day and telling my parents I wanted to play the guitar. And they said, no. (laughs) Funny thing is, I don't think guitar was even one of the options, but I had it in my mind. That's what I wanted to play. So they said, go back and pick something else. So I came home the next day and said I wanted to learn how to play drums. And they said, no, even louder. (laughs) Did not want (laughs) drums in the house. So I ended up playing trombone all through uh, elementary, junior high, and high school in marching band, jazz band, concert band, which was a great experience. And then also, probably I was about 11 or 12, my mom had a piano brought into the house because she had wanted to learn to play the piano as an adult. And for me, it was like a bead of honey. I'm like, where do I start? You know, please get me <laughs> lessons. So I began taking, you know, classical lessons for about three, four years until I got bit by what I call the pop radio bug and wanted to play pop songs instead of classical. Uh, and started learning to play the guitar finally and, you know, playing band, playing in different bands throughout high school. Uh, so that was kind of my, you know, beginnings in my music uh, passion. And then, you know, throughout my adult life, you know, I've done everything, you know, from uh, being the songwriter, being a band manager, being the recording artist myself, managing and you know, working in a recording studio, putting on uh, producing shows. Uh, for a while, I was even focused on uh, writing custom love songs for like weddings and anniversaries, you know, for clients around the world. But all while I was doing these different things, I always felt like there was something missing. I felt like, you know, I was just focusing on what music meant to me and, you know, me, me, me. And I'm kind of like an introvert. So I just never really felt totally comfortable putting the attention on me. So uh, one day I saw this advertisement for a teleseminar about how everyone has a book inside, book inside them that they need to write. And I'm like, honestly, Jane, I never thought I would write a book about anything. Because uh, I, you know, by day I was an engineer. And by night, I was a crazy music person doing all these things. But because my brain was so split, you know, I never really considered myself an expert in anything. But I was just drawn to listen. And when I was on that call is when I got the idea to do a book of inspirational music stories of how music impacted people's lives. Because I knew how important music had been to me throughout my whole life. I thought, you know, what about 
you know, pulling these stories from other people. And then I, you know, we would edit them and then put it out, share them with the world to inspire more people to want to play music. And that's kind of how it got the whole ball rolling and it became, you know, what is now the 88 Ways Music Can Change Your Life book series. And then, you know, everything else kind of just dovetailed from that, you know, over the last, it's about seven years now it's been going on. Yeah, isn't it incredible when you ask or, you know, when these ideas come to us and then we realize it is our contribution. We just haven't found it, you know? Yes. Yeah. It takes sometimes quite a while, you know, to get there. You know, we bounce around between different things. And then finally, that one thing really resonates with us strongly. And then, you know, you just barrel ahead, you know, don't look back. Yeah. So you say music profoundly helped and changed your life. Are there any, you know, stories that really you remember as being very strong and impactful? Uh, Stories of my life, honestly, uh, I guess because because it was my life, I don't seem to think of, of anything that was very interesting. You know, I can remember, you know, being sick, uh, I think probably with the flu in elementary school and having the little clock radio next to my bed and just being dialed into the music. This was the early mid seventies. And, you know, that's kind of when I just cemented my love for melody. Yeah. Not really any kind of song that has a great melody, I'm drawn to it. Uh, you know, music, it's just been, you know, for my particular life, just, it was my circle of friends throughout school. Uh, you know, being an introvert, as I mentioned earlier, you know, if it wasn't for band, I don't know what kind of friendships I would have had just because, you know, I just really wasn't drawn to any particular crowd. But that's one of the things, the benefits that music offers for kids that don't necessarily fit into, like, say, the sports crowd or cool crowd or whatever other crowds there are. Mm-hmm. But when you're in music, you're in band or in chorus, you have these kids that you're surrounded with, you know, at your band class, mm-hmm. chorus class, or the practices, the many practices you go through, the shared experiences. And, you know, you develop bonds and friendships with these kids, these fellow students, and they help carry us through our school years when, you know, things aren't always so smooth, as, as we know. Yeah, yeah. And music itself can soothe the soul. Yeah, it reaches, music has this magical power, Jane, to just reach in and it really just, I think it changes the energy of your cells, you know, on an internal basis. I don't know we know the total science on that. I know they've seen clips on youtube where they have like uh water i think it's water and they, they look at the crystals of the water and then they play different music and you can see the shape of the structure change uh depending on what audio is being played and i think the same thing you know for us humans you know you know whatever we put into our bodies whether it's the food we eat or you know the sounds we listen to you know the tv shows the news whatever you know that we're feeding into our head you know, it's programming us and changing us in ways that we probably don't really realize. So, you know, why not put positive things <laughs> into our body? Uh, you know, whether it's the things that we listen to, the music and the food that we eat, uh, because I think, you know, even though it hasn't all been proven scientifically, there's a lot going on there under the hood that's benefiting us. Yeah, beautifully said. And we are so much water. So if, right, if, right. Right. So if this vibration can change cells outside of ourselves it's going to happen inside so tell us about these 88 ways 
Do you want to just name some of your favorites or are they all favorites? (laughs) Sure. You know, I could tell, you know, a story or two from the book. So 88 really just comes from the number of keys on the piano. You know, when we had to name the book, I don't know, you know, where I got the idea other than the keys on the piano. You know, one day, you know, just like the idea for the book comes to me, you know, the idea for the title. And, you know, we've had stories from, you know, there was a gentleman whose mother was uh, suffering from late stage dementia. And, you know, he took her, you know, his father would be, you know, his mother's caretaker. And, you know, he gave his dad the day off so he could go off and enjoy some time with his friends. And, and uh, this gentleman, Miguel, was taking his mother, you know, running around doing errands and spending time with her while he's doing his thing. And uh, just out of the blue, you know, he just starts singing a song, you know, uh, a Latin song from when he was growing up. And then his mother, you know, comes out of her catatonic state and just starts singing along with him, word for word, melody, spot on. And he just about crashed the car (laughs) because, you know, his mother had been so disconnected. And so what we find with many, you know, Alzheimer's and and, uh, dementia patients, that music brings them back to a a state, you know, for a short period of time. it's, it's almost like unbelievable for the family members and for the different, you know, the nurses and staff that see this, that witness this. Uh, I've had a number of stories like that. Uh, there was also a really special story that was shared to us by uh, actually a celebrity drummer, Simon Kirk, from the band uh, Bad Company and the, and the band Free before that. Simon was doing a, a clinic, a drum clinic over in the UK, and he was in an auditorium. Uh, it's filled auditorium and the house lights are out and the stage lights are all on him. And so he can't see out into the audience. And as he's demonstrating different drums and different techniques, he starts hearing a clicking sound going on somewhere, you know, in the auditorium. And, you know, he's doing a percussive demonstration. So it's, you know, it's a little bothering him, but he just, you know, blows it off, shrugs it off and keeps going. And he pulls out different drums, different cymbals, different percussion instruments, and demonstrating different techniques. And again, the clicking sounds just persist. And after a while, Simon's starting to get a little annoyed. Like, who is making these blasted clicking sounds while I'm up here doing this presentation? But again, he's, you know, consummate professional. He doesn't say a word. He just continues on. And at the very end of the presentation, the house lights go up. And for the first time, Simon can see all the way to the back of the room. And what he sees there is a row of wheelchairs with children and they're holding drumsticks in their hands. They've been playing with him the whole time. You know, just when I tell that story, when I, you know, when my wife and I first read that story, we're like, oh my gosh, that's just, just blew us away. Just, you know, the impact there, you know, he rushed off the stage, went down to each child and knelt and held their hands said, thank you. Thank you so very much for playing with me today. Uh, just, you know, the difference that music was making in these children's lives, you know, the therapeutic and emotional and physical, you know, therapy, it's not formal therapy, you know, but, you know, the positive impact it was making on them li- on their lives to be able to participate in that way with him and probably other musical type events that they can be involved with. It's just really powerful. Right. And the connection they had, you know, we can't see that connection, but when a group of people play music together, there must be an energetic connection. Yeah. So something about playing together in an ensemble, you know, whether you're singing together, you know, you're singing in a choir, whether it's at church or the school course or community course, and you have the power of that 
audio energy going on around you and you're participating with your voice, I mean, you get chills, you know, it's just really powerful and does, does great, you know, for stress relief, you know, helping to just, you know, help us to be happier throughout our day. Yeah. Yeah. So there are there, give us some more of the 88 ways it can help. Uh, well, there's, you know, academic, you know, for students, uh, you know, mu- research has shown, you know, time and time again, that when children have music and arts as part of their early educational years, you know, they do better in the traditional subjects like math, you know, science and reading comprehension. In fact, they've done studies where they've shown, you know, we have our two sides of the brain. We talk about our left logical side and our right creative sides. Uh, and children that have had that music and arts education, what they should shown through studies is the pipe that goes between the two sides, it's called the corpus callosum, actually grows a little bigger, which means it's more bandwidth for neurons to go back and forth, sharing information, which is how, which is what helps them to think outside the box, think more creatively. And this is how we get some of our brilliant, you know, scientists, engineers, doctors, and entrepreneurs. You know, a lot of them will credit, you know, music education for for helping to develop their intellect over the years. And it's, you know, again, we haven't figured out all the scientific ways of how this is happening, but, you know, the idea that the pipe is growing <laughs> between them, between the two sides, you know, it was an eye opener for me. You know, it's, it's one of the first steps of proving a why, you know, why this happens. And kids that have music and arts also, you know, are happier in school. You know, they stay longer. The graduation, ra- graduation rates at schools that have good arts programs are higher. You know, when, you know, when you have that chorus class at the end of the day, you know, you'll suffer through your calculus class and, and maybe that science class you're not too big a fan of. If you know you have this fun activity you're going to do at the end of the day with your peers. Right. And it can be fun and soothing. And like you say, really help with brain development. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I like to say, you know, music helps to program the brain. You know, we can program our mood. You know, if you're feeling a little bit down, you know, we should keep a playlist of songs that help, you know, our favorite songs, our favorite uplifting songs that we want to play whenever we're kind of feeling down because it can really start to change your mood. And then if you're having like a rough day and you just want to like, you know, relax, you know, you have another playlist, you know, where you just, I call it the chill out playlist where, you know, it's whether it's instrumental, new age music, jazz, or whatever it is that soothes your soul, you know, you have that in your playlist and, you know, lets you kind of relax and just unwind from whatever was going on in your day. Yeah, it can really change the way you see even chores or, you know, things that you <laughs> cooking. I, I always put music on that I love and it changes the whole dynamic of what I'm doing. So, yeah, it's really powerful. Yep. I mean, there's a reason why runners will run with music, you know, whether they're at the, at the gym or they're running out. You know, it releases the chemical, the dopamine chemical, which is, gives you the, you know, coincidentally, the runner's high, you know, gives you additional feel good sensation and it makes the time go faster. You know, if you're if you're committed, you know, I want to run for 30 minutes or three miles or five miles or whatever it is, you know, if you've got your 20, 30 tunes playing in your head while you're doing it, you know, you're bopping along to the music in your head and all of a sudden, you know, that 30 minutes is gone. I ran those five miles. I can't believe I did that. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, I do it a lot. If I'm doing household chores, if I'm washing the dishes or something, I put the music on and, and then I don't even think about, you know, the mindless tasks that I'm doing. 
you know, that would just be boring me to death otherwise. Uh, but the music just helps me get to the end of it, you know, in a joyful mode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what else? What else? This is great. Oh, it's countless. You know, music is, you know, I like to refer to it as uh, a magical time machine. You know, music can bring us back. You know, sometimes you hear that special song and it brings you back to that moment you were at the junior high school dance. You know, when you first saw, you know, the person who became your first boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever it is, uh, your special song can take you back to your wedding day or a special moment with your parents or some, you know, spending time with your friends. It's just, you know, the music of our youth seems to have a really powerful effect on us and makes an impact, a lasting impact. And that's why it's the songs that we often want to go as adults. We want to go back to and listen to. And those are the music, you know, when you go into the, the care homes, the nursing homes, and you play music, you know, from their era, that's what pops, you know, props them up. You know, the 40s, 50s songs, whatever it is they were growing up with. Uh, I know my wife, her mom was, uh, had had a stroke. And my wife was bringing in music, you know, to play for her. And my wife's mom, my mother-in-law was originally from Japan, from Okinawa. So her brother had sent over some CDs from music from her youth. And so my wife, you know, started to play that for her. And immediately the tears came. And my wife was like, well, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? You know, and you, know, you sat and she's like, no, 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 no. It was, it was a really happy tears, uh, you know, because she was reconnecting with this music from her youth that she had probably not heard in 50 years, honestly, because she had been gone from the country for so long and, you know, didn't really have access or thought about trying to find you know music you know that might have been important to her 50 years ago so it was just music can bring out emotions in us and you know without emotions you know we would just be a computer you know just ones and zeros yes no high low uh, but it's you know our emotions that make us human and music can bring out you know the best in us as human beings i believe right <clears throat> and even to heal some emotions like it allows those to come through us you know instead of holding them down yes yeah you can express your emotions you know I, I talked about playlists earlier another one that i like to talk about is called a cry it out where you have some songs on that that kind of bring out your sentimental your sad side uh if you're going through something and you just really need to just cry it out just get it out of yourself uh, because until we you know let it loose in some form, whether it's talking to someone or crying it out. Uh, you, as you mentioned, you know, you hold on to it and that's not healthy. You know, it's kind of holding you back. Uh, so when you have those emotions that you need to get out, you know, music can be a very powerful way, you know, a tool to help do that. Yeah. I think time is really interesting too. Like as a homeopath, we use the five senses to take people back to mm -hmm. their youth or their, you know, times that were um, instrumental, instrumental in, in programming their unconscious. Mm -hmm. So like you were saying, I just find it fascinating how when you hear something or smell something, it takes you back almost like you're there again. So time is just, you know, it's an illusion really. Yes. You yes. Know, I know. I've read some recent things, uh, you know, that uh, Einstein had put out, you know, during his time, how he talks about that illusion of time, an illusion of us as physical beings. You know, we're all energy. 
uh, some different forms of energy and how time is an illusion. And, you know, to me, it's like fascinating, you know, as I get older, I like reading and learning more about these different things and possibilities of who and what we really are. Yeah. Yeah. Really fascinating. So what else we've got? So, so many ways, you know, so the book series kind of what it helped me do as we were putting that out and, and I was starting to, you know, peel back the layers of the onion in my own head of how important music was. uh, I had this crazy idea about how everybody should have a week, you know, should take, there should be a week every year that musicians everywhere will find someone to teach, you know, a music lesson to, you know, if it's a friend or a family member, uh, so many times someone will say, well, I wish I knew how to play the guitar like you. Or I wish I know. I wish I knew how to play the keyboard. I always wanted to play the piano. Well, here's a week where, you know, all musicians and then now ultimately music schools also, you know, f- promote having a free lesson available so you can come in and sample and try it. Try different instruments and see what you might be drawn to. And what that became is Teach Music Week, which is a holiday that was founded by our nonprofit uh, that we now partner with over a thousand music schools and stores to help you know to offer free lessons to new students both kids and to adults so we were doing that for about a year or two and then i ran into a lady who was doing something called kids yoga day i thought that's really cool and then about 10 seconds later i'm like kids yoga day i wonder if there's a kids music day out there so you know i did just a little bit of googling and there was no such thing so we created it and we now partner with the same you know over a thousand locations to celebrate kids music day on the first friday every october and you know what they do is they offer special events or promotions that benefit or celebrate kids playing music it could be an instrument petting zoo where kids get to come in and sample different instruments it could be a kids open mic could be an instrument donation drive it could be a student performance, you know, have your students perform, whether it's in-house or perform somewhere out in the community. Uh, just anything that's celebrating the fact, you know, you know, that the children are experiencing music and arts in their life. And so that's kind of been the mission we've been on. It started with the book, which became a book series, and then developed into a full-blown nonprofit. We keep music alive. And, you know, we just grow, you know, a little bit every year and just trying to impact more families and more kids and also adults, you know, it's never too late to play an instrument. I like to tell people that my one guitar student didn't actually start learning to play guitar until he was 80 years young. And, you know, he worked through the calluses. It wasn't easy, you know, because one of the challenges with learning to play the guitar is you start to develop calluses on your tips of your fingers. And, you know, it can be difficult, i.e. painful, <laughs> you know, for a little while. But he worked through that until he was able to do it. And uh, we took lessons together for five years until the pandemic came and we could no longer continue together in person. Uh, but it's, you've never, you know, people come up to me and say, you know, I wish I learned to play how, how to play the piano or guitar. I'm like, it is never, ever too late. And there's benefits, you know, to your mind in our older years, you know, to, you know, just like they say, you need to keep your mind active, whether it's through reading, playing, you know, thinking games and playing a musical instrument, because again, you're keeping those neurons hopping back and forth, (laughs) keeping them fresh, you know, which I don't think it's been proven scientifically yet, but many people believe it can help to ward off, you know, delay the onset of things like uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. I, I study that kind of thing a lot and, 
just to even do something new, like regularly can really help your brain continue to fire neurons and develop. So music, I I mean, it has so many benefits, not just learning something new, but it has that soothing quality. I mean, we all go through the learning curve, which as right, adults, right. we forget what that's like. I think you know, we have <laughs> to remember kids learn. We hear them, you know, learning that musical instrument with the squeaky sounds. and the <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. Right. So as adults, it's important to remember that we, it's okay to go through that phase too. Right. On yeah. The, and, and I think, and as you as you alluded to, I think it's not only okay; it's important. In fact, I'm reading a book now called Peak, uh, P E A K, where you know one of the things it talks about how doing you know intentional new things in our lives to you know keep our brain fresh, uh, because if all we ever do is what we've ever done before, well, first of all, the things that we've done before over time we're getting worse at it. <laughs> you know over time we don't even realize it because it's just slowly degrading you know and i as i was reading the book i was thinking about my piano playing i'm like well this is spot on (laughs) this is like because i hadn't really spent a lot of time you know focused on developing you know doing new things with my piano playing and just focused on playing the same things for years for many years so as a result you know my ability to play the piano has really stagnated and gone in a downhill instead of improving. So it's the same thing, you know, with anything we do with our minds or physical activity. If we don't, you know, stretch ourselves, you know, constantly, even if it's just a little bit each day, a little bit each week, you know, that 1% that we do adds up over time and, you know, can further develop our capability as humans. And it's going to lead to us being happier and healthier longer, which is, you know, what we all want. Right. And, and if you think about when we get older, we get stiffer and, you know, less mobile. But if you stay fluid and flexible, that has to start first in your mind and then in your body, it will translate. But yeah, it's often our minds that say, no, I can't learn something new or I'm stuck in this situation or, right? So I think music would be a beautiful way out of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's so important, you know, I think to just, you know, just convince ourselves that, you know, it is important to learn new, new, new skills, you know, whether it's learning how to play chess for the first time and enjoying that, you know, whether it's learning to play a sport that's maybe, you know, low impact or yoga, you know, because, you know, we don't want to hurt ourselves jumping into, you know, impact sports. <laughs> uh, but there are so many things that we can you know, experience as an adult and, you know, to stretch our mind. And I think it's just, you know, convincing ourselves, committing ourselves that, you know, hey, this is something I really need to do. Because, you know, as I'm into my 30s, 40s and 50s, you know, you realize that, you know, if we don't make that commitment, you know, it only gets harder with each year. So the best day to start, you know, committing to doing something new is today. <laughs> exactly. And to remember that, you know, I think we have this program too, that if we do something, it has to be perfect and that, you know, it'll lead to being in a band or some big exotic (laughs) idea, but really it's what you're talking about. It's just to keep fluid and, you know, our minds clear and more mobile and 
and, so, the, and the pure enjoyment of it. That's why if yeah. you try different instruments, if you go to a music store, spend a little time, you know, sit down at the drum kit. You know, we have one uh, gal that we're connected with, and she's a retirement age, and she went and started learning to play the drums, which to me, I was like, wow, that's really cool. I'd never heard of somebody, you know, at that stage of their life wanting to learn to play the drums. Well, she not only learned to play the drums, she started playing in different bands and going out and playing. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. Uh, but, you know, you don't know until you go and you sit down and try it, you know, have sit down at the keyboard, the piano, and have them show you a few things, see if you're drawn to that. Put the guitar in your hand, show a few things. And then you start to realize it's not, you know, in addition to being able to keep our minds fresh and active, you know, the pure enjoyment you can get about learning to play an instrument. And as you said, we do not have to be perfect. We're not trying to be rock stars. We're not trying to play at the Car Carnegie Hall. You know, we're just doing it for the pure enjoyment of it. That's why my mother learned to play the piano. You know, she was like, she would learn to play pieces, songs that she was familiar with, uh, you know, classical pieces. And they would have uh, what they call easy piano versions where it's not the, you know, so many notes on the page, you know, you can barely tell what's going on. You know, yeah. she would work up to that over a period of years, but you start out slow and the enjoyment that she got from that, you know, was really positive. And I like to tell people, you know, music is one of the things we can do, you know, to really kind of ground ourselves, you know, so much as humans, we, you know, we worry about the past, we worry about the future, you know, and we don't live in the present moment to enjoy this present moment. Well, guess what? When you're playing a musical instrument, you are living in that present moment because you're focusing on what are my hands doing now? What are the notes I'm reading off the page or the chords or whatever it is? What are the, the lyrics I want to sing? And you're not thinking about, you know, guy who cut you off, you know, in traffic yesterday or, you know, how, you know, you're having some family difficulties or your budget issues or whatever it is. You are living in the here and now. And that's so, you know, refreshing to the soul. You know, and just spots that little bit of happiness that helps to keep us going to the next day. I know myself, you know, if I'm having a rough day, I'll just go and I'll just sit at the piano, and just let my fingers wander. And after about five, 10 minutes, I start to feel a lot better. And I can't explain it. Uh, and I'm sure there's more science behind that than we know yet. But it's just another reason why, you know, picking up a musical instrument at any point in our lives, you know, could be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, being in the moment is so powerful. And then the resonance that comes with the music. Touches us right here, right in the heart. Right? <laughs> in the heart. And, and you feel it. I've I've always been more of a dancer. I struggled uh -huh. with learning music, but I think it was, I think it it comes from it depends who you hang out with, right? When you're a kid. Sure. And even though I took piano, it it felt more like a chore than fun but dance to me was was fun but it involved music so. and, it's a, and it's another creative art i mean dance yeah. is very powerful and just as important you know because you're you know if you're trying different dance techniques or trying to learn from something you're you know either in person or something you're watching on a screen to imitate and watch you know you're keeping your mind active you're keeping your body active and you are you know mo many times you're including music as part of it so mm -hmm. it ties it ties it all together in a nice little package and uh you know highly recommend you know people continue to move their body with dance yeah put you in resonance as well so beautiful and i love that kids are being exposed to it like so so many don't even get a chance to get near a musical instrument 
Yes, yes. And one of the things we started doing a couple of years ago, and we really just learned about this concept. You know, I don't remember where we saw it, but we borrowed it as soon as we heard of it. And it's called the Musical Instrument Petting Zoo. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's funny when we when we advertise that sometimes, you know, uh, you know, a family will come and be like, where's the animals? <laughs> you know, they, they only read so far, <laughs> but they still have a really great time. But we bring, you know, Keep Music Alive, we'll bring guitars, ukuleles, keyboards, and dozens of different types of percussion instruments. We'll go to schools, libraries, outdoor festivals, anywhere that will have us uh, and give kids, you know, from ages two on up to, you know, teenagers a chance to put their hands on musical instruments. And many times, you know, it's for the very first time they're actually having that experience. And to see their eyes light up, the smiles on their faces, as you show them a couple of things, you know, here's a C chord, here's a G chord on the keyboard, or here's how you put your hand on the guitar, here's you put the pick in their hand, here's how you strum. And they start to hear what they can do, or you put them, you know, electric guitar in their hand, you put the volume up a little bit, and they're like, wow, this is really cool. Or, And some of the percussion instruments are their favorites. I mean, they, they'll run around with the cowbell, with the little frog thing, uh, with the shakers, uh, so many different types of drums. Uh, triangle, just, you know, literally dozens of different types. And you just see the happiness on their faces, how they're getting drawn into music. And then when we see that, we know that, you know, we're doing our job of getting them exposed and interested and inspired to consider playing music. You know, and a lot of times I'll look at them, you know, mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, whoever brought them, like, you know, I want. when can I do this? When Can, I, can we take this home? Uh, it's just really powerful and satisfying to us and that's some of the favorite things we do because with the music holidays teach music week in march kids music day in october we're not directly interacting with the kids we're acting as an advocacy organization promoting you know encouraging other entities to hold these events and to offer these lessons but when we do our own instrument petting zoo events you know we're actually interacting with the kids and it's just so powerful powerful experience and we do them year round when we're not in the crazy mode that we're in now. Yeah, right. Have you had any experience where a child has been at the zoo, <laughs> the petting zoo, and then actually taken up this I, you know, an I, instrument? Yeah, I don't have any yeah. direct, uh, you know, tale to tell from that, but, you know, we're going to stay connected with some of the people that we've had. You know, we've done about a dozen of these over the last three years, and uh, I'm sure... You know, yeah. based on the experience that we've seen, I'm sure, you know, some of them have. We did a thing at the, uh, we did an event at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. And it was funny how, you know, the parents would come in to bring their kids. And they came not for what we were doing. They came to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We just happened to be there in, in the lobby with this instrument petting zoo, which was spread out pretty large. And, you know, so the family would be there for a little bit and with the kids and having a great time. Then they would go on the tour. And then all of a sudden you would see the kids running back <laughs> to the instrument petting zoo and the fa and the mom or dad running after them. <laughs> They're trying to come back to it. And, and the parents are like, no, no, we got to do it. We'll come back at the end. We'll come back at the end. <laughs> right. They don't want to leave. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you've just, you've experienced the joy of them discovering. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's how we know, you know, what we're doing is a good thing. And, you know, once we're able to go out, you know, we do have some events scheduled for October, uh, mostly outdoor events uh, because of the pandemic conditions. But, you know, we're hoping once things start to 
fade down for good, you know, we're going to start doing them a lot more and trying to do two or three every month, just different places, just try to reach as many kids as we can, because it's just the power, the power we see is just so incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, when you were talking to about this chord and that chord and it, it just made me go, wow, where and when did humanity, you know, come up with these amazing instruments and the idea of it that tunes us almost to the universe you know it's just mind-boggling yes yes and i don't i definitely don't have the history but i you know i i believe that the first instrument is probably a percussion you know they used to bang on things bang on rocks yeah you know and that's you know was and tell stories you know around the campfire and that was that you know that beat that started first started to resonate with the human experience and then you know then maybe they sang songs sang different things chants or whatever it was uh that developed into songs over time and you know over thousands of years of human existence yeah and then strung the first string (laughs) (laughs) yeah you got me curious the first hole (laughs) i'm gonna have to go back and research a little bit you know exactly when some of that started i know in some of the ancient civilizations they did have musical instruments that I think we would be amazed today that they actually had that, you know, a couple thousand years ago. Yeah. It's incredible to think about. So this is exciting. How do people find out more about you and what you do? Oh, the best place to steer people to would probably be the nonprofit website, which is keepmusicalive.org. And from there you can, you know, find out about the music holidays, teach music week and kids music day. And if are specifically interested in the book series, that would be 88waysmusic.com. So the number eight twice, and then uh, waysmusic.com. And then you can also look it up on, you know, whether it's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million, just put in 88 Ways Music, and, you know, the two books will come up right away. Beautiful. And I'll put that in the show notes, too. Thank you. Thank you. And I didn't mention that for the book series, we do donate 80% of the proceeds to four different music education and service nonprofits, because I like to say that everything we're trying to do is to help more kids and more adults, you know, reap the educational, therapeutic and the social benefits of playing music. That's fantastic, Vincent. Thank you so much. Any last words of wisdom? Uh, For me, you know, I would just say, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do in your life, you know, just decide that you want to do it and focus on it, you know, for as long as you can. You know, for me in music, you know, I, I, I tried so many different things throughout, you know, my life musically. It's just, you know, find the one thing that really draws your soul in and then stick with it and run with it. Uh, don't let any naysayers or any hurdles, obstacles stop you because, you know, if you believe it in your soul that it's important purpose to follow, then go for it 110%. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And oh, for welcome. everyone. Oh, yes. Thank and you. For, you're welcome. For everyone out there, don't forget, don't give away your power to anyone else. Be the creator of your own life. Spiral up, spiral out. <laughs>